0: Welcome to the Chrissy Crash Podcast. I'm Chrissy Crash, a former smoker, drinker, fast food eater, unhappy bartender, transformed into a roller derby athlete, runner, and fitness coach. Each week, I'll bring you an insightful guest or lesson learned from my own perfectly imperfect life to help you uncover how to create more love, light, joy, and health in your everyday experience despite the chaos and challenges. I believe that life is a contact sport. Let the games begin. Do you want to elevate your game on the track in 12 weeks or less, guaranteed? Yeah, I said it. If I could help you get fitter, faster, stronger, and more confident on the track, while having more joy, self-confidence, and love in your life outside the track in just 12 weeks, guaranteed, would you be interested? Well, click the link in the show notes to learn more. What's up, my friends? Chrissy Crash here. Welcome to another episode of the Chrissy Crash Podcast. I'm Chrissy Crash here with head coach of Crash Course Original Sin. What's up, Sin? So we want... What's up, buddy? So we wanted to create a series for you guys of roller derby skill training. So each month you will be seeing one of these awesome new podcasts being released because we feel like there are a lot of skills that people need to master, but one of the primary reasons why skills end up being so difficult to master is that the muscles and the movement required in order to actually accomplish the skill isn't there. So we decided that we wanted to work with people from the ground up on building the physical strength, building the muscle memory, so that as you get into these skills that you can actually do them. Yeah. Sin, what was your like hardest skill to master?
1: I would have to say, Plow stops was probably the hardest skill for me to master. It was also the most life-threatening because of how I personally decided to train my plow stops. Um, (laughs) Fun fact, if you're going to go down a hill to work on your stops, make sure that the street at the end of the hill is not heavily trafficked.
0: So you're like, I'll just roll down a hill and plow stop. Yeah. That's great. I learned how to do it. Well, it's good motivation. Maybe do have a heavily trafficked hill at the bottom because mm-hmm. then you, you, you know, if you don't do that plow stop, you're just going to, you know, run into traffic. Yeah. I don't, I, disclaimer, please no one do that and then say that you heard that please on the Traffic Crash please podcast. Don't. We're not just, condoning that. For the that. record, just I disagree.
1: It is not the best way to train.
0: It's not. It's not.
1: But today
0: for roller derby skill training, we're going to be talking about another challenging that I think is the bane of a lot of people's existence. And that is the hockey stop. So what is a hockey stop? So a hockey stop is basically a roller derby stop that's been adapted from like ice hockey, right? So we have a lot of these like great skaters that have come over from ice hockey and they do this awesome thing where they're skating forward and then they like, they like use both edges parallel to each other to do this like amazing like stop where they're basically going from like this forward position into the side position. And it's incredible. And basically what this allows us to do is to change directions very, very quickly. Right? So one of the key pieces here is definitely balance. Sin, do you have any like tips on hockey stops, like things before we get into like the actual workouts that they need to be doing? Do you have any like tips on if someone's struggling with a hockey stop?
1: Yeah. So this is something that really helped me. Hockey stops were also the bane of my existence for a really long time. It took forever for me to feel like I could do these, especially because I have previous ankle injuries Mm -hmm. from other sports like karate. And the hockey stop is kind of the act of like turning your feet in a way that can really make your ankles feel very uncomfortable. So one of my tips is in your off-skate training, in your mobility focus, really give love to your ankles. Really work on Mm. ankle mobility, ankle elasticity, and, and strength building in your ankles.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I would say for me, like the big thing that helped me finally get hockey stops was learning to like really commit and trust. Because I found that if I'm going in and I'm doing that movement and I'm not squatting low enough and leaning into like the, the back leg, like bracing myself backwards against the momentum, then the stop doesn't work. Like, it's not something where you can just be standing up straight, turn your feet sideways and then hope that it happens similar to like a plow stop where you have one foot that's really engaging very, very hard. A plow stop doesn't work when you have that foot just lightly engaged. So when you're doing the hockey stop, like the biggest thing that I really learned was as I'm making that sort of that, that turn or that shift is to really like get low and to commit into it because the more that I lean my booty into it and put my weight into it, actually the easier the stop is. So I know that, that, that is something that can be scary, but like everything in life, we must just trust fall. (laughs) So absolutely, what's involved in this movement. So basically, with forward motion, what you're doing is you're turning your body to the side, and you're cutting your acceleration by pressing your weight into your edges. So your feet should be parallel to each other with all the wheels on the ground when you finish it. So Cindy, you want to go into a little bit of like, what muscles are we using? And then how you customize our programs for our athletes that are working on hockey stops?
1: Yeah, for sure. So obviously, this is a whole body maneuver. Everything is engaged all the way from your brain to the tips of your toes. But some primary muscles that you want to be focusing on in order to train this move are going to be your glutes, all the good glutes, your quads, but also your hamstrings, so front and back of the body. Um, Your adductors, your abductors, those are like the outsides and the insides of your thigh area, as well as your obliques, your core area, specifically internal and external obliques. Because you are rotating your body and if your core is not engaged to do that, the movement is not going to happen. Something that we do a lot of to train this move is in addition to working, as I said, on making sure your ankles are up up to snuff and injury prevention and all of that good stuff, core work making sure that you're building strength in your core. I do, I like to do a lot of stuff with with lunges and really building strength in my posterior chain, my hamstrings, because as derby players, we already get a lot of work into our quads. And our quads are often mm-hmm. overused while our hamstrings are underused.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing, right? We sometimes we think about training as, well, I just got to be doing the exact same movements that I would be doing in skating. But also, like, a lot of times if, you, if you're at that point where you're skating a lot, like you said, those muscles are very, very well developed. And while maybe if you're working on explosive power, or something like that, yes, getting a little bit more power into them by working them with, like, heavy squats, deadlifts, things like that, you, you also, like, need to pay attention to the muscles that you're not actually working as much so that we can stay balanced. So do you want to walk through? So what we're going to do with our Derby skill training podcast here. So each month we're going to release one of these for you. And then throughout the month, every Thursday, we're going to release a different video for the three workouts or the three exercises we're going to outline because I mean, obviously this is a podcast, so it can be a little tricky to, Take a podcast and then turn that into a video still. So, yeah. So basically, we're not cool like Joe Rogan. We don't video all of our podcasts. One day, maybe one day maybe not today not with not with my hair the way it is right now certainly same so keep an eye out so after this podcast is released keep an eye out on thursday for the next three weeks of the month because we will be releasing sin is going to do a breakdown of each of these exercises so do you want to just walk them through it so people that want to get started on this stuff right away can get started on it like what for example the first one like banded squats and lift lateral stuff like what does that look like specifically
1: For sure. These are three of our favorite exercises to include in your training regimen for hockey stops. And this is specifically for off-skate work, right? There are obviously skill training that we are going to be doing on skates, but this is to build that strength and work on these muscles when your skates are off your feet. So the first thing I really love to do is I love to get in my derby stance or a good squat and work on lateral step things. So this is gonna be working those adductors and abductors or the thigh area, as I said before. And I like to put a resistance band around my thighs. So one of those, those wide loop bands That you can fit below your hip area right around that upper part of your thighs and when you get into that deep squats with your shoulders back and relaxed away from your ears maybe stick your arms out as though you are bracing your friends on the track and you are going to step laterally one foot then the other and those bands are going to offer resistance which is going to help you build that strength
0: Yep. And I know a key piece with banded squats is your legs are going to get tired really quickly. These are great ones to do in front of a mirror so that you can make sure that you're not coming out of your squat as your legs get tired. Just like I was saying how part of doing a hockey stop is really committing to it and getting low. So making sure that when you're doing your banded squats, that you're also like maintaining that low position and not just coming out cause you're tired.
1: Yeah. And especially use the mirror also because when you get tired, you may see your knees collapse inward a little bit. You may see Mm -hmm. some weight shift in your feet because we are working on an even weight distribution from the front to back of our foot. When we're doing this motion, we are also working on engaging the edges of our feet, imagining engaging the edges when our feet are inside our skates.
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yes, exactly. That's such a great thing to work on is like, When you're doing any kind of work off skates, thinking about what would I be doing with my edges on skates in this movement?
1: Yeah, that's how I live my life. Anything I do off skates and a lot of my teammates and my league mates hear me say this out loud, either to them or to myself. When I'm doing a workout or doing an off skate maneuver, I am asking, what does this do on skates? What would I be doing? What does this look like on skates?
0: Yeah. Okay. So you just said this is how I live my life. And I literally just imagined you, like, at the sink doing dishes, thinking, like, what position would my foot be in if they were on skates while
1: doing these okay. dishes? Okay. Okay. But <laughs> anyone who has shoved their hips into a fridge door knows what I'm talking about. That's true. That's true. Derby is life. Derby is life. All right. Number two. So we're talking about the lunge clock. I love a good lunge clock. Oh, my gosh. So lunges. Lunges are a very standard exercise move that we use for a lot of things. But when you do only one type of lunge, you are limiting yourself to the muscle groups that you're working on. So what I love in a lunge clock is that you get a full circle of muscle engagement for your entire for your entire body, especially that lower end. The way a lunge clock works is you're standing in a neutral stance, hip, feet, shoulder width apart, and you are going to begin and you're going to pick a side. So for anyone who's listening and going to learn audibly here, uh, you're going to say, start with your right side. So your right leg is going to be the leg in motion. Your left leg is going to be the leg that is anchored. So to begin the clock, you're going to start at the 12. You're going to move into a good front lunge, moving your right leg forward. And then you're going to return to that neutral stance and then you're going to go diagonal, think one to two o'clock, into a diagonal lunge and then you're going to come back to that neutral stance and you're going to three o'clock into a lateral lunge. And then you're going to come back into your neutral stance and you're going to go back to six o'clock in a reverse lunge back to neutral stance, you're going to still move your right leg behind your left leg into roughly a seven, eight o'clock, would you say, Chrissy? And we call that a curtsy yep. lunge. You can even do the motion with your fingers if you're feeling fancy.
0: And the key with the curtsy lunge is you're actually now transferring a lot of the weight and the work into the other leg. So don't feel like you're doing like the lunge, the lunging with that right leg in that moment. Right.
1: Right. Exactly. And then you return to that neutral position and you begin again with the other leg going in the opposite direction, so.
0: So I like this one because one of the things that's really great, you know, we did a podcast with my buddy, Brian, a while ago, and he was talking about how to like increase modalities to make workouts harder. And when you go, when you're not doing the same repetitive motion over and over and over, It causes the body to work harder and like when you're switching things up. So going from instead of doing 15 front lunges, doing front lunge, diagonal lunge, lateral lunge, reverse lunge, curtsy lunge is causing your body to actually have to work harder because it can't just sort of settle in and get used to the same movement over and over again, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And for those of us who have a tendency to mentally check out when we're doing a bunch of reps of the same move, this to me helps me stay engaged mentally because it's interesting.
0: Yep, I love an interesting workout. Although I also do love to just check out mentally when shit is hard. Yeah. <laughs> I taught spin class this morning and like there was just one point we were doing, I was having everybody this just grueling hill. And at some point I kind of like spaced out and I forgot that I was teaching class. And so <laughs> I was like so in like my, my pain cave of my hill. Then I like forgot that I was teaching class because I often spin with my eyes closed, which is probably really awkward for everyone in the front row. Like, why is she Especially up there like, teaching, with their eyes yeah. closed? Yeah, when I'm teaching, I teach a lot with my eyes closed. But I also turn all the lights off, so hopefully no one can tell. Right. But like, I totally missed the end of the song because I was like, in my own little zone, I was like, oh, shit, sorry, everyone. <laughs> Song's over. Anyways, um, all right, so then final one for working on our hockey stocks is pivot step ups or pivot box jumps. You want to talk about that one? That's a good one.
1: Yeah. These I love because again, the move of a hockey stop does require you to rotate your body from one place to another. And this Mm -hmm. is a move that is really going to help you activate your trunk or your core and, and use that rotation. So get yourself a step, a box, a sturdy wooden chair, whatever you need that you can step up onto that is at a height that is going to be challenging for you, okay? And what you're going to do is you're going to stand next to this box and let's say you are standing and your left leg is closest to the box. You are standing side by side with the box. So your feet are parallel with the box. Your toes are not facing the box. Again, for anyone who's learning audibly and then wants to go out and do this. What you're going to do is you're going to have your loose knees. You're going to engage your body mentally before you do this move. Because again, if you were to apply it to derby, you want to be mentally engaging your muscles before you do anything physically. Then, of course, with your left leg closest to the box, you're going to step up onto the box. And in the process of stepping up, you're going to turn your toes to the left and step onto the box and bring your right foot with you. And that is you pivoting. Are you finishing facing the box or facing away Mm -hmm. from the box? Facing the box. Facing the box. You're stepping up onto the box. Awesome.
0: Awesome.
1: And then you step back down. You can either pivot reverse or you can just step down and reset the move and then do it again. For an advanced version of this, for anyone who wants to get a little spicy, instead of a step, you can jump. But the pivot move remains the same. So then if you're jumping up, are you jumping with both feet?
0: Yes, you are jumping with both feet. I guess that's kind of a dumb question. How do you, you, well, you could jump (laughs) with one foot, but but you would be leaving a foot on
1: the ground. (laughs) (laughs) No, but don't forget, guys, do this on both sides as well. So if you're starting turning Mm -hmm. toward the left, make sure you flip around and you're also going to pivot to the right. Awesome. So, my friends, your mission is to
0: take some of this stuff on. Again, we will be releasing videos of these movements into the chris Crash Facebook page at K-R-I-S-S-Y, K-R-I-S-H, on Instagram, so that you guys can have some visual versions of this stuff. Original Sin, her badass self, will be making us some good visuals. I can't
1: wait to do um, that. <laughs> oh, it's
0: going to be so good. Sweet. So, hopefully this is helpful. If you are struggling with hockey stops and you're having some aha moments here, please. Screenshot this, post it on the the interwebs, tag us. Let us know if this was helpful. If there's other moves that you would like us to break down and break down training for, if you have other roller derby skills that you want training and support for, go ahead and comment in the chat or comment in the chat box. We're not on a we're on a Facebook Live. Comment in the comment section of the podcast, and we'll take a look at those and we'll make sure that we build some stuff for you because. Life is a contact sport, and she who touches the most slides wins, and we are here to help all the roller derby skaters get more awesome, make the roster, win more games, and make the whole sport a whole lot better. So we will see you guys in the next episode. See ya!